Welcome to FitChicks Chat brought to you by FitChicks Academy, where we are dedicated to teaching you all about fitness, nutrition, and wellness, as well as how to build an incredibly successful business using our proven techniques and systems designed to get you certified, confident, successful, and get you results for yourself, your business, as well as your clients. Now, if you've ever wondered, how can I be successful as a coach? Where do I find my first client? How do I even build a business? Where do I begin? I want you to make sure to listen to the end of each episode so that you can hear inspiring stories from our graduates of the Fitchix Academy and hear how they signed their first clients, how they built their business of their dreams and paid back their tuition just weeks after graduating and how all of this is possible for you too. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Fit Chicks Chat. My name is Laura Jackson, and on today's episode, we are on part two of an interview that I started last week with the amazing Sangeeta Jayabalasingham, who is not only an incredible holistic nutritionist, who is all about anti-diet culture, but she's all about helping people make peace with food and reclaim the time and energy that they've lost to focusing on that while in turn making themselves healthier, happier, fiercer, and all the things that are so important when it actually really comes to life. Now, not only that, she also is one of our incredible Fitchix Academy Holistic Nutrition Weight Loss coaches. So she actually works in our academy on our certification um, as one of the mentors, programs, coaches. She educates, she runs workshops for our students, and she's also there to give feedback and really help you guys step into your role as becoming coaches. So not only does she have her own practice that's very popular um, and she's doing very, very well in, but she also really shines bright as a leader in this industry and helping up and coming coaches as well. Now, in part one, we really shared and covered a ton of ground, went a little on the few tangents. Um, If you know me, you know I like to do that. But really diving into not only our thoughts about diet culture, how weight loss fits into all of this. She shared some of her holistic nutrition favorite tips, her story into getting into the industry and how it never really was meant to be and so much more. So I hope you enjoyed part one. And now I hope you're going to enjoy part two as we dive into our conversation even further. So we're going to leave off where with the question I was asking about your favorite holistic habits for your nutrition toolbox. And you were talking about the volume eating method and complete and three and how you previously had already used that. So I would love just to start that again, if you want to dive in, because I think it's really important for everyone listening to know these habits. 100%. So with volume eating method, it is a hack. Like this is one of those hacks that you need in your life. It's a life hack. If you're trying to lose weight, you get to a point where you're just hungry all the time. How do you go about that? You can't just eat foods which are nutrient dense, right? And risk whatever your goal is. Of course you can risk, you can do whatever you wanna do, but if you're focused on a goal and weight loss is your goal, the volume eating method is going to be your savior because what ends up happening is it enables you to eat more to the point where you're full without really without really pushing you back little so fill up on these foods and still allow yourself to have something that you enjoy so by the time that you sit down 
you leave the table or leave wherever you're having your meal completely full. Volume eating method is essentially, Laura would be able to tell you this much better than myself, but you're consuming vegetables, low glycemic vegetables, something that Laura, I'm assuming Laura and Amanda had come up with together. Well, no, like I literally, it's funny you say it's a hack because I always say it's like, to me, it's like such a, even though it's not magic, but it's like a magic weight loss secret almost like, because I'm the way that I even first got introduced to it was because I like to eat a lot of food. Like I'm five foot 10 and I'm not one of these people. And actually the more I learned about nutrition and the way the body actually works, then it made more sense to me. But back then I'm like, I can't, I'm not one of these people who can eat like three quarters of my plate or like, you know, eat the small, eat six small meals a day, which we know is not great again for blood sugar and insulin. But I, so for me, I was like, I need to eat a lot of food and I don't know about you, but I love looking at a plate that's full as well. So then I started realizing, okay, wait a second. I started hearing more about the idea of volume eating. I mean, we didn't come up with it, but we did. It is something that we have as a habit and we teach in our certifications. One that I talk about all the time is adding two cups of low glycemic, high fiber, low glycemic vegetables to every meal. Because what ends up happening is you fill up, like you said, those cravings are gone and then you have, but you're eating less calories. So um, while you're getting a ton of nutrition in your body as well. So it's just like, for me, I wanted always, so um, like a big, big plate of food. So I always add in extra, extra, extra low glycemic veggies. And then you have, you know, double the volume without double the calories. Exactly. And I'm someone who loves to feel full. Me too. And if doing it via high fiber, low glycemic vegetables is going to do the trick for me, I will do it. And happily, because I have an understanding of what's going to happen once it enters my body. Right. A hundred percent, which ties back to what we were talking about earlier, which is with the education piece, right? Like the more, you know, the more you really appreciate, the more you, your relationship changes with food, the more your relationship changes with your body. Cause you're like, Whoa, this isn't just a piece of broccoli. You know, like yeah. this is, this is also a low glycemic food. That's going to help me feel fuller. It also is going to give me fiber. It's also going to give me all of these other amazing benefits, nutritionally, vitamins and minerals. Like you just start to, it kind of takes you down the rabbit hole. Right. And this is what's going to help dissect and break apart what you knew previously. You know, a full plate of food doesn't have to equate to gaining weight all of a sudden. See what's in front of you and how that is going to help you feel full, how it's going to help you load up on those vitamins, minerals, and also help provide you with that energy. 100%. My clients love the volume eating method. They go, it's so simple. Why didn't I think of this before? It's obviously the answer is always because you didn't know. Yeah. How could you do something if you don't know about it? Well, and that's, you know, when I was saying earlier how I want to have you on again, I would love, I really want to dive into a conversation more about that around diet culture, around nutrition, education, our like society now, because like just to say one little thing about it is that it's insane to me and it has been for so long how lacking nutrition knowledge is and how there's so much conflicting information still to this day out there because it is such a like in my personal opinion it is such a government-run industry when it should be available to everybody 
because there's money in food, right? So a lot of people are like, when what we're seeing from our countries, it's being pushed down from a lot of big corporations who are funding those studies or funding those things. Because like I always say to our students too, I'm like, if you look for, if you want to find like a research paper on that fats are bad for you, you'll find it and you'll find ones that fats are good for you. If you want to find one that is talking about, you know, superfoods like acai berries, you're going to find one that are like, oh my God, it's amazing, this research. Then another research saying it's all BS, right? So it's yeah. like, there's so much conflicting information. Of course, the average client is not going to know and feel so frustrated with their own lives and feel like they're failing when in all reality, like, if you don't know, you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And with the internet, yeah, it's a magical place. You can literally convince yourself Mm -hmm. of something that you thought up because someone is going to have put that out there. And we aren't taught how to do the research and how to dissect that information. And so the information that we do get is from governments, businesses just trying to make a quick buck, trying to sell something so that they can make money. And we're not understanding that. And the benefit, the, sorry, the disadvantage that it has on our well-being. Well, and that's why too, I always find when, when I was developing our certification programs, it was really important to me to not push a specific style of eating. So for example, like a vegan diet or a vegetarian diet or a keto diet, like we talk about all these things. We talk about FODMAPs, we talk about um, anti-inflammatory diets, like all of these different ways of eating, but it's around the habits and the balance. And then you get to almost choose the foods or your dietary style, right? Cause you can fit yeah. it into that box because the habits apply to everyone. And that's why I think habit-based coaching and talking about these habits, even that you love to use with your clients is so important because then, you know, complete and three, for example, or volume method, like you can fit that into any type of diet, whether you're doing keto or paleo or vegan or whatever, right? Like. Or if I get a lot of our students too, it's religious reasons. Like their religion doesn't eat certain foods or stays or eats a certain way. So that's what I love about like the habits because they can be applied to anything. Exactly. When you start focusing on a certain diet, for instance, the latest craze, what you're doing is you're putting yourself in a box. You're restricting yourself. And I mean, I like to use whatever. For instance, if you're choosing to do the keto diet and there is all of these different foods, you're trapping yourself within this glass, for instance. And what's going to happen is you're going to restrict, restrict, restrict. And one day it's just going to boil over. Because one day there's nothing left. There's nothing left to restrict. And also I find the other thing too is that the problem with a lot of these dietary styles, and I know we're kind of going off direction, but (laughs) it's okay. I love all this conversation. I think we need to talk about these things because I, you know, right now I always say there's always, you know, a macronutrient that's popular every decade, right? So like you're probably too young for this, but like in the nineties, it was fat makes you fat. So carbohydrates were like the best thing ever, right? That's when they took all the fat out of food and added all the Mm -hmm. sugar in. Everyone was eating bowls of pasta with fat-free spaghetti sauce. And of course the obesity epidemic pretty much took off because it was highly processed. And, but in nineties, carbohydrates, number one, then in like the two thousands, it was like Atkins, paleo. But again, people like to take 
a diet and turn it into, you know, a marketing kind of thing. So then it was just like protein, 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 more and more protein. And then now fat is the popular macronutrient and everything is keto. And it's so interesting to me because like what in the next decade, where are we going to go back to carbohydrates again? Or is it just going to be fiber is like the portion of carbohydrates that's going to be really popular. But it's like, that is the way that, you know, right now, even with keto, it's like people are eating so much processed foods because they can't fill those fat numbers with the most natural foods possible, right? Like there's only so many avocados you can eat, especially if you're a vegan and you're following keto. Like, yeah, you're pretty limited. Yeah, hundred percent. And you know, the the whole point of what's next, I actually, that fiber being the next big thing, I can see that happening. I could too. But what does that lead to? It's going to just lead to a lot of constipation. <laughs> and then what are they going to do? They're going to market something to solve that constipation. And it's just this very evil cycle that we're going down. Yeah. Helping people to, sorry, educating people on foods, just the basics it would go a very long way. And we're talking just the basics like carbs, proteins, fats, and what they do for your body would go such a long way. Learning to read food labels will go a long way. There are a lot that you can find out just by educating yourself in that arena. Well, totally. And I I find it so fascinating, like all of this, how, you know, we've taken these, really at the base of holistic nutrition is eating foods in their most naturalist form, right? Like Mm -hmm. that is kind of, to me is always like the base of the pyramid. It's like, let's just look at it in the most naturalist form, but it's, we still all want that quick fix and everyone wants that version of it. So we take this idea that like, for example, you know, let's say like Greek yogurt, is a great protein source. And then before you know it, it's like Greek yogurt has become this superfood or coconut oil, right? Coconut oil now is like in everything and everywhere. And then we're having way too much of it. Like we don't need to, it's not the more is better kind of thing. And I just always think that with the, with food marketing and products and things like that, I have clients all the time who ask me like, is this a good product? And I'm like, just go back to the basics right away. Like, you know, is this, like this product that is chemically based, that it's based out of coconut oil, just go back to using the actual coconut oil in your skin or like that kind of thing. But it's so challenging because again, they're very good at what they do with convincing us, A, you need it and B, that it's going to be the solution. And then it's more and more and more. And we're just inundating ourselves with like too much of one product. Because the other thing I also have clients always ask me too, which I'm curious if you do, is like, what do you eat? I do have that. I do have that. And I always find that so interesting because at the premise of that question is really that they're still looking for a magic diet or a magic way of doing things where I will always tell them, you know, I, these are the habits that I follow, but for you, like I'm 5'10 right now, I just had a baby. I'm probably around 155 pounds. Usually I go between like 150 to 160. Also, depending on my, I haven't been lifting and which makes me so sad, but when I clear for exercise to go back, I just feel like I have got no muscle tone left, but you know, I'm not worried about the number on the scale. It's really how I feel, but also but my, you know, lifting heavier weights and being five foot ten and all this, all these things, if you just ate what I ate, 
if you're five, two and, you know, have a diet history and, you know, are still having balanced blood sugar and whatnot, what I eat can make you gain weight. Yeah. Right. So it's like, that's still that premise of that. Whenever someone asks me that, I always think, Oh, the real premise of this question is you want another quick fix. You're not willing to do the work to learn Mm -hmm. what you need to learn. Right. And whenever I do get that question, I do let them know what I'm eating. And honestly, it surprises them the amount that I eat, but I break it down for them. I tell them my activity levels throughout the day are going to be very much different from yours. So I eat at certain times this amount because it reflects what I'm going to be doing, what I've done. So really breaking it down for them as well at the same time. Some days I'll go, I'll have four or five meals, exact same thing, like literally the exact same thing. If I'm in front of my screen, I'll eat the same thing. And they're so surprised. And they go, are you allowed to do that? No, no, it's not a matter if I'm allowed to do it. It's what my body needs and what I require mentally (laughs) to keep sane. But this, is what I, this is what I find interesting too, is that like, I did a clubhouse earlier about this talking. And one of the people who was on was talking about the idea of like, just going to intuitive eating. And I personally, and I'd love to know your opinion on this. And again, this podcast is going all over the place and it's so good. I love it. Um, <laughs> but intuitive eating for me, like, I really think that intuitive eating is very challenging for the majority of people because you can't intuitively eat if your body is so out of balance mm-hmm. and you can't intuitively eat if you don't understand about the foods because our bodies are programmed to seek pleasure, avoid pain and put in the least amount of effort as possible. So what is one of the most pleasurable foods is sugar, salt and processed fats, right? What is like the most least amount of effort possible? Not cooking and going through drive through. Yeah. And we use food to avoid emotional pain. A lot of times if you're emotionally buffering, things like that. So if you are someone who's just eating intuitively and you're like, you know what, I feel like I want a a flurry from McDonald's, you know, all the time and you're letting yourself do that and you're not realizing, oh, I'm using that to cover up something emotional or I'm craving that sugar because I'm so, I mean, such a processed diet and my insulin's all out of whack, right? Like it's so hard to go to that place of intuitive eating if you don't have the foundation to then. So for me, even intuitive eating wasn't an option until I had gotten the habits down, my body back in balance, becoming more fat adapted. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And healed my emotional relationship with food. Then now I can intuitively eat. But I think for the majority of people, when when the idea is so pretty, but it doesn't work from the get go, it's a, it's somewhere where you're going to move along your journey. 100%. It's not something that you can hop onto right away because you can make that association that McFlurry makes me feel good. It does provide me energy, but it's not until you really take a food diet, make a diary of the foods that you're intaking, and then also reflect on how it makes you feel after eating it or within an hour of eating it and really analyzing. So that's something that I love, love, love to do. Yeah. Um, I'll, any person, any client that I begin to work with, I make sure that they do give me a food diary. If you don't give me a food diary, we're not going to be working together. Right. That also shows that. me that also shows me how invested they are in before even we even start. And you know, once they're done their food diary, it's always this wasn't my best week. 
Yeah, so interesting. <laughs> yes. I know you don't have to apologize. It doesn't, don't worry. I am not judging you. I really want to see how you're feeling before we even begin, where you're starting at so that I can meet you where you're at. And this is one of the things that I want to highlight. As coaches, we want our clients to be where we're at. And that is a big no. Let's not do that. Let's really take the time to assess the client as they come and see where they're at. Ask a lot of great questions. Don't be afraid to pry. They're coming to you for a reason. So really get to know them, see where they're at, and then make a small little plan and see where that intuitive eating, for instance, if it's even a part of their plan within the first two, three, four weeks, see if it's part of their plan and then attack it that way. I love that. I love that you're talking about that because, you know, in the holistic nutrition weight loss coach certification, we teach too, right? We like to get the food journal and to do, I always say three days is too short because everyone's on good behavior. Or, you know, like everyone's, you you feel like you're being watched. So everything suddenly where you would typically go get a Frappuccino, you're getting an herbal tea, right? You're kind of like, oh, but then seven days is too long. Sometimes people don't do it. So I always find five days is like the sweet spot that I usually get people to journal for. Yeah. Because it's long enough that you're going to kind of see some patterns and things like that. But it's so, so true. Like, I just find that getting that honesty and seeing what people are consuming and even bringing into their awareness too, right. Of just being like, Whoa, wait a second. I really don't eat very much, or I do eat too much, or I eat really processed, or I notice that emotionally I'm eating at these times, you know, every week at nine o'clock, I eat a tub of ice cream or whatever it is. You start to see those patterns and you can't change what you don't manage. And I also love how you said that about as coaches, because I think it's so it's so easy to kind of, you know, you want to inundate your client with all your knowledge and all your tools to help them. But you kind of forget as well that there's this person there who is not at that place who's ready to be where you are. Like you've got to really meet them where they're at, like you said, and you've got to understand, like I ask those tough questions and I teach about asking great questions because I think question asking is one of the skills that most people don't practice enough right? They want to, they want to talk more, but the more questions you ask, like I remember having a client that I tell this story a lot with like our students. I had a client who I was putting together these amazing plans for, and I was like, you know, spent so much time and I was so proud of them. And they were like very detailed and perfect and including all the great habits. And, um, and she would never follow them. And I was like, what the heck is going on? So then I'm taking it personal thinking I suck as a coach and I'm, you know, she's frustrated because she's not being able to follow the plan. And A, it was just way too much for her too soon. But I finally asked her a question about when she'd been successful at weight loss before. I'm like, you know, have you ever lost weight before? You know, what is it that you did? Cause I just wanted information. And she said, Oh, well, actually I had a meal delivery service. And I was like, Oh, And she's like, yeah, she's like, I hate cooking. And here I am giving her this plan that involved all these recipes and all this cooking. And she just didn't want to tell me, right, to hurt my feelings or thinking she was being a good student. And then here I am. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this would have. So I'm like, so you would invest in a meal, like someone to prep your meals, like a meal. And she's like, oh, 100% game changer because then I just contacted the meal delivery service and said, okay, like I went through the plan with her or whatever. And I was like, 
this is what we're going to start off with trying because we were also working on some hormone balancing. And it was so easy because then it was just like, okay, perfect. But if I wouldn't have asked the questions, we would have probably just parted ways being like, well, I would have thought I wasn't a good coach. And she would have thought that she was not able to stick to the plan. And I was not a good coach. Exactly. Ask those questions. If you don't ask, you're never going to know. 100%. You need to have, as a coach, you need to have that curious nature. You're not going to hurt their feelings. They're there to have those conversations. They're there for help. And how do you get help? By asking. Well, and that's what I want to ask you. Like, so, and that's a big fear. So like, what, what was your biggest fear that you had to get over as a new coach? Because I, I see it a lot within our Academy as people are getting certified, they're afraid to ask the questions. They're afraid of not being liked. They're afraid mm-hmm. of, you know, in that place where they're not going to get the clients the results. And that kind of feeds into this fear of not putting themselves out there to get clients. Okay. Well, before anything else, um, When you become a nutrition coach, for instance, well, actually (laughs) as a nutrition coach, that's what we're talking about. And because we're using social media as our channels, right? Whether it be Facebook, Instagram is huge. And that's one of the ways that I put out my service. Be completely yourself. Be who you are. Don't try to be this persona that you're not because it takes a lot to upkeep that versus if you're just going to be yourself, say if you're vibrant, you're loud, be vibrant, loud, If or if you're calm and collected, be that person. Don't change for social media. Yeah. The greatest part about social media is that you're going to attract those people who are like you. And those people are the ones that are going to want to work with you. All right. So be yourself authentically yourself and so when your viewers and your audience get a feel for who you are and come to you for a service you know they should already know how you're going to be how you approach questions and it just comes naturally and some people yeah they're going to be you know if you're someone who is loud vibrant whichever you got to meet them with where they're at at the beginning and then slowly build that relationship. They wouldn't want to work with you otherwise. I totally, I totally agree with that. And I think it's so fascinating too, because when you do put yourself out there as a version that you think you should be, you attract people that you don't even want to work with. Yeah. Because like, you know, even for me being in this industry for now, such a long time in both fitness and in nutrition, it was like I had to overcome a lot of my own thoughts about looking the part or what a coach should be or act like or all of that. Right. And then I realized once I started actually just sharing who I am and my stance on things and I get backlash, people don't agree with what I say, you know, like there's, and some people just think, you know, it's all BS or some people think that there are certain types of diets that they're, you know, it's that you should be following only that. And, I think that there's room for everyone, but I also feel like the more that I'm authentically who I am, the less Mm -hmm. nerves that I have. And the other thing I also find too, is that it really is like we were saying earlier about some of the health habits, like the hacks. I think question asking is one of the best hacks ever for new coaches. Um, Because, and I talk about this in our coaching calls, because 
when you're asking questions to someone else, the reason we get nervous is because we're making it about us, right? So as a new coach, you're sitting there thinking, do they like me? Am I making sense? Does this plan work? And you're, you're literally all about you. Like it's all about me. You know what I mean? Like, so you're turning all about you. So when you're nervous, one of the best hacks and piece of piece of advice I can give to new coaches is just ask questions because what ends up happening is you take the focus off of you and they're not thinking about you. They're thinking about themselves. Mm-hmm. And you allow yourself time to get over those nerves during the conversation because you just keep asking another question. Just ask another question, and especially when you're new and that those first few clients, you're like, eh, I don't even know what I'm saying. And then you just leave like they think, wow, she's great. She's pulled out all this information. And you're like, okay, now I have the materials I can go and work with. But also I have gotten over myself in a sense. So it's just like one of the, the easiest hacks is just reduce the nerves. Don't make it about you, make it about them. And the way to do that is ask questions. Yeah. And sometimes, yes, what questions do I ask also comes about when you're nervous. You don't have to make it about nutrition, you know, make it about their day, ask them how their day went. And then from there, it just naturally flows. And I think those are the best questions, because if you get an idea of someone's lifestyle, you can then, you know, implement a plan or the habits that work for their lifestyle. Because again, like, you know, I think one of the biggest things a lot of nutrition coaches do wrong is they give a cookie cutter plan to every single client. And whereas like, okay, I, if you have a client whose family is completely not on board, they're married, let's say, and their family is like, I have no interest in eating healthy they're going to have that challenge that you have to help prepare them for versus someone who their whole family is on board or they're single, right? Like it's two totally different things, but that's why the bro diet never works too. Exactly. The cookie cutter programs. I have so many clients who come to me and, you know, by the end of the 12 weeks that we spend together, they go, I can't believe I spend money and spend time with these other coaches who just gave me a monthly meal plan. And then at the end of the month asked me, how I'm doing, right? Cookie cutter programs. And it's so hard for them to believe that there are coaches out there who are willing to invest time, effort on a weekly basis, and sometimes even on a daily basis to provide them with the education. Well, and that's where like I find too, I mean, in our certification, when I was building it, it wasn't just about sharing knowledge. I really wanted to help create great, confident coaches. And so we teach too how to create personalized plans and then also how to, we have done for you programs. Now we just added this year in our certified business portal for like a done for you group weight loss coaching program. But the way I built it even for the students or the grads to use is that it still requires them to personalize parts of it. Do you know what I mean? Like it's done for you, but then you personalize it to your client based on what we learn in the program. So it's like, I think that you like, no matter what you can't give cookie cutter programs, like the average American woman that they develop programs for is five foot four and 150 pounds. The majority of your clients are not going to be five foot four and 150 pounds. (laughs) So like, you have to be able to tweak and, you know, and not just the ha- the habits, it's got to work for their lifestyle. Because like, if I'm a mom of four kids, do you think that I'm going to be cooking three, like massive meals and all these crazy recipes? No, I need health hacks. I need things I can buy that are quick. You know, I'm not a mom of four kids. I have one. Couldn't even imagine. Before. <laughs> but... <laughs> It's just like, that's where I think that a lot of new coaches, they get stuck. Cause they, and I also think, I mean, 
did you ever struggle with perfectionism? Perfection. Yes. Yes. And that is what held me back for the longest time. Me too. Um, the also imposter syndrome, imposter syndrome with perfectionism, you know, goes hand in hand, which then leads to overthinking, which then just brings you back to point A of, I'm not going to do it because I don't have a plan. It's not perfect. And you hold yourself to this super, super high standard, which is unattainable, you know, and that provokes anxiety on its own. I've been there. I, so I graduated from IHN in 2019 and I didn't start doing nutrition coaching up until this year, January. So that's how long it held me off for. And you're not alone. But you, I, know, you know what else I also think, sorry, just I, I do think as well, though, I also like I love IHN, but I think it's so hard when you don't have an idea of what your your niches or your what you're coaching on, like and when it's yeah. very broad. You know what I mean? So with I mean with Fit Chicks, it's about holistic weight loss and teaching you those habits. That is a great niche, and I find a lot of like that's what I went to IHN for. Right. Did I get that? Was there a specific program geared towards weight loss? No. No. We had. It's honestly why I, I created it. Like honestly, why I like I didn't create it alone. I created it with other naturopathic doctors, nutritionists, uh, functional medicine practitioners. Areas that I didn't have that expertise, but there was no program that was teaching about holistic weight loss. Yeah, and seeing as what you guys have created, like seeing the back end work of it. I'm like, this is amazing. I wish instead of um, sports nutrition, for instance, which is included in the program, and I find that it's outdated. Yeah. Um, quite a lot. I feel like this program would be beneficial to include into IHN. So if you are someone who is looking for holistic weight loss, this is the place to do it because you're gaining so much understanding. It is malleable, the information is digestible. It's something that you can apply to everyday life. Right? Well, and Maybe. you can coach with you. <laughs> and coach with me. Yeah, I must say the the practical exam component, which um, this program includes, is so, so, so valuable. I love doing these exams with coaches to be right. And I love seeing where they're starting off and providing that, that should, I love providing feedback. You know, some people come into these coaching calls and I'm like, how, how amazing are you? I know. I know. (laughs) I did not start off the way that they started. And I go, this is amazing. You are so, this program has set you up to become an amazing coach. And whoever you work with is going to love you. And thank you a million times. Well, and that's what I remember when I used to do the practical exam. So for anyone listening, the practice, so part of the holistic nutrition weight loss coach certification, there is a practical exam. So basically what you do is you jump on with one of our programs, coaches like Sangeeta, as I'm choking. And (laughs) as you jump, so it would be on zoom and you coach live. So you're going to coach the coach 
uh, we provide you with a scenario. And that can sound really daunting, but honestly, I think it is the most beneficial piece of our program because even when I was going to nutrition school, same thing, we didn't have any practical components. We wrote assignments, but we never did actual coaching. So, and one of the concepts we teach in our program is habits, uh, the habits-based coaching scale. So it's one of the tools we use. So to actually put that into practice live and to get feedback, like I was absolutely mind blown too, by so many of our students, like our soon to be coaches that I was like, Oh my, I'm like, you're better than I am. I was like, Oh my gosh. And it's just such a great feeling though, to know and to watch like, you know, and I know for you as well, as you mentor, cause you mentor so many of them through the weekly coaching calls and feedback on their assignments and all of that, like to watch them then step into that real coaching role. It's like, it's so rewarding for us too. So rewarding. I can't even explain it. it just to know that other people, other soon-to-be clients are in good hands. Yes. Makes you feel good. Like you did a great job at whatever your what Fitchick's mission is. Like you've accomplished that. Oh, thank you. Well, I just love it. <laughs> and I love like I love but I see us like a family, you know? And even when I first, I remember first interviewing you, I was like, oh yeah, she's a fit chick. Like, and <laughs> we say that in the sense of like a fit chick is not a way someone looks, even though you are gorgeous and amazingly fit, but it's also a mindset and it's an approach to health that is inclusive because like you were saying earlier, like health looks different for everybody. Fitness looks different mm-hmm. for everybody. And we have to get out of this one size fits all cookie cutter plans and cookie cutter coaches and cookie cutter approaches, because that's why so many people are unhealthy because they're doing a program that's not right for them. They're following people that are making them feel like garbage because they will never look like that. Yeah. And they're buying into this diet culture, which again, we're doing a podcast specifically about that because I love the love, love, love what you coach in. And I want to talk more about that. Um, outside of talking about coaching for the school, because I think you have such a good voice and such an amazing message that needs to be heard around that. So, um, but yeah, it's something when I first met you, I was like, yeah, I'm like, I remember saying Jess, our programs manager, I was like, we're hiring Ziggy Tab. Like, I love her. And we hired two other girls at the same time. And both amazing. Like we're so lucky with our coaches on the back end and our, and who support our students, because guys, like if you're thinking about joining the program, they will love you to death. They will take care of you so well. They will make sure you're ready to rock and have all of the support you need. Definitely. Definitely. And that's, it's like, we are the mothers. Like even with my coaching, I always say I'm setting you up so that you can break up with me at the end of the 12 weeks and be happy. (laughs) I'm okay. At this point, I'm okay with being broken up with because I know you're going to go off and be well, be happy, be healthy and empower other people. Same concept here. You're leaving us, but you're going to go and help other human beings be happier and healthier. And that's what I love. I love being at the end or in the middle, at the beginning, whatever stages, as long as we're pushing you to go help other human beings and you yourself are going to be happy. Well, and that's why I love doing, you know, when we first started Fit Chicks, we worked more with clients one-on-one. And now I love like training the trainers. I love being a part of the coach's journey because the impact becomes so much bigger, right? Now, every coach that we, you know, including you, all of us together at Fitchicks Academy, 
that we support and we push out of the nest. Now they not only are impacting their own lives, their families' lives, but now they're coaching other people and teaching them about health and empowering their communities. And we have students from around the world. So it's like this ripple effect, right? And that is my goal is just, you know, I will keep talking about this stuff till the day I die because I think nutrition is truly the foundation for everything else you'll do in your life. So for me, like I'm also, you know, I'm very much into mindset and personal development. I think that is like so key to everything, but you also have to have your body in balance to be able then to do that work. Because if you're physically unhealthy, you can't do the next level work of stepping into your authentic self and living your biggest life, right? You've got to have that foundation. And that starts with how we fuel our body. And it's so underestimated. So like I talk about this stuff and I will keep talking about it till I'm blue in the face. And I I love it. And I love being around women who love talking about it too. Yeah, I because I see firsthand the effects of it. You know, it wasn't something I I had one good, one nutrient dense meal one day and then magically I became this person. No, it was through doing it over and over again and learning about it and seeing where I was a year later. Yes. A year from when I had decided to join, not even after IHN, and I decided I don't want to feel like this anymore. I don't want the the fogginess. I don't want the jitters. I want to feel happy. I want to feel confident. I want to feel strong. Making those changes in a year later, like who is this person? I know. And that's what I find so fascinating is when you first start your journey, it seems so long, but then when you actually like a year goes by so fast and you're like, who was that person that I was like, I can't even believe how much I've changed. I thought I went in there just to lose a few pounds and to get, you know, healthier to, to, you know, run a marathon or whatever the the reason is that pushes you to do it. And then it's, I would say weight loss is kind of like a gateway drug to health because if you, well, (laughs) if you get into holistic weight loss, because you're kind of like, Oh, I'm here for weight loss. And I leave with a whole other, you know, all my health issues are solved. And I'm also a totally different person mentally. Like it's just this crazy stuff that happens. Crazy ripple effect. That's the word I was looking for. You just mentioned, you said it a little while ago, the ripple effect. Yeah is what I love. Totally. I love the ripple effect to know that you're making a difference is I don't think there's a better feeling than that to know that you helped others. Completely. And it starts with helping yourself though, right? Like there's nothing, I think selflessness starts with being selfish. And I teach this to my clients and my students because there's so many times as women, we put ourselves last and we feel guilty if we're being selfish. And again, we were talking a lot today about taking back the power of words. I think taking back the word selfish as a negative thing, it's not a negative thing. You have to be selfish before you can be selfless. You have to take care of your own health before you take care of other people's. So I always, always encourage people. It's like, if you're not at that place yet, when you first start getting interested in becoming a coach that you're like, yeah, the idea of helping people makes me feel happy, but it's not like my driving force. That's okay. And you probably will get to that place where it is your driving force. But right now you got to figure what this out for you, right? For your own life, your own health, your own family. Um, And then once you see that, then you see the the ripple effect again. It's like, I want to help someone. Now I want to help more people. I want to help more people. And it's like, oh my God, I want to help everybody. But it all comes back to start with yourself. 
hundred percent. And that's why too, even in the, in the certification, I'm always saying you're your best client, like practice all these habits on yourself. And that's why too, it's hilarious because I get emails from people being like, I didn't even sign up for the certification to, for me to lose weight. And I've ended up losing 16 pounds. My husband's lost 30 pounds. My son-in-law has lost this. Cause like we practice on each other, but also they, they do it on themselves. And suddenly they're like, I feel better than I have in my whole life. And it's like, see, I'm brainwashing you into doing the habits. <laughs> and when you practice what you preach oh. and you make it known. So for instance, like if I practice like the volume method, I practice all the time and I preach about it on Instagram. When I s- sometimes work with these clients that I get from Instagram, for instance, I introduce the concept of volume method and they're like, yeah, you do it. So I'm going to try it. No hesitations whatsoever. When you practice what you preach and you make it known and let them know this is how you got to where you're at, people are more likely to trust you and do whatever it is that you're telling them to do. 100%. Open arms. So as you go through the program, like he said, apply what you're learning, try it out just so you can share your experiences. Oh yeah. And it's like, it's mind blowing what the, like what you will uncover about yourself. So we're going to wrap this up because I keep talking to you all day long and I love all this and we are scheduling another podcast, Yes, but I'd like to end with what would be your one piece of advice to like for holistic coaches who are just getting started or who are thinking about getting started? So I think as for for a coach who is just starting out, you have to push aside that, that imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. I know it's easier said than done. And that whole phrase you know, the phrase that goes, just do it. You know, when someone had told me in the very beginning, just do it, just start, put out what it is that, you know, I've rolled my eyes so many times and all it took one day was I had to tell myself, I have to start somewhere. And that is what did the trick. I just started typing on my keyboard. I put out something and I got feedback And that was the gateway to what started all of this. So one, let's remove the imposter syndrome, understand why you're feeling that way and understand that you're not going to know everything under the sun. Everyone starts somewhere. So just do it and start. Number two would be, as you go through the program, we just spoke about this. As you go through the program, take what you are learning and apply it so that you can showcase and you can be a walking version of what you learned. And this is going to build that trust with your future clients or people who are just already watching you, right? And they're going to share you to other people. Like word of mouth is so powerful. Sometimes when people reach out, I've never met them, never interacted with them on social media. And they say, yeah, a friend sent me your profile. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, you never know who's watching you, right? That would be my piece of advice. Let's remove the imposter syndrome because you're going to be great. You just have to start and keep working at it. Number two, whatever that you're learning through the program, apply it on a daily basis, just so you can speak about it. 
Oh, I love it. I love it so much. So, okay. If anyone is looking to contact you or find out more about you and your coaching outside, of course, if you want to hang out with the Sangeeta, you can do it in our holistic nutritional weight loss coach certification because she is one of our programs coaches. That's one way you can hang out with her. The other way though, how can they work with you in your own private practice? So I, like I said, Instagram, um, did you want me to say, you can reach me at underscore SJ coaching, or you can email me. I'm not sure if that can be included somewhere, but it's just Sinkita at sjcoaching.com. That's where I can be found. Or you can go onto my website, which is www.sjcoaching.com sjcoaching.com a lot of sj coaching so my first name <laughs> i love it though but it's so easy which goes back to the beginning of our podcast when i couldn't even say well i was like you have to say your name but sj coaching makes it so easy to remember and also yeah. we will link back on the on our blog as well to all of your contact details and how to get in contact with you I am so grateful for you. I'm so thankful that you joined us today. This was such a fun conversation. And as I said earlier, a few times, we'll be doing another one. Um, I'm just so proud to you of watching you grow and watching you grow as a coach. You're just doing amazing things. And we're really lucky to have you in our community. So for everyone listening, thank you so much for spending today with both of us. And um, of course, you can find out more information about our upcoming certifications at fitchicksacademy.com forward slash HWLE brochure. That's where you can get the brochure for the holistic nutrition weight loss coach certification, or just head on over to our website, fitchicksacademy.com. We have a ton of great free resources on our blog, um, as well as past podcast interviews, recipes, all the fun stuff. Um, And yeah, hang out with us on Instagram or on Facebook too. Okay, guys, thank you so much and have an amazing day. Bye. Love your buddy. That's the company name I came up with on my first month of studies with uh, Fitchix Academy doing FNA course. I was thinking to myself, oh my God, this amazing lady is so passionate about what they do, how they do it, helping people, helping women. I really want to do this too. I really do. So one month into my studies, I decided I want to start up my company. Yes. What what is it about? It's about loving your body. So loveyourbody.ca was born. What did I start with? Nutrition courses uh, plus personal trainings plus group fitness and dancing classes, which I'm so passionate about. Um, Within two months, I got my tuition back two months uh, from starting company, I was still studying with Fit Chicks and I already got my tuition back. I was like, wow, that's incredible. That's really my dream coming true. And uh, I have up to date, I have 100% satisfaction rate amongst my clients. What drives this result so far? We're focusing on the body, mind and spirit reconnections. This is done via nutrition, exercising and overall well-being coaching. 
what I'm offering, we as Love Your Body are offering our several, several courses. First, nutrition coaching for weight management. Then we do lifestyle coaching. Uh, the goal of this coaching is to have high energy, feel good, know your health and life goals, and most importantly, how to get there and together. Uh, three months into my business, I was approached to help a person to set up her own business. So I started business coaching and it turned to be so wonderful and pleasant. And uh, she graduated, um, started her own business, baking amazing breads. And I was like, oh my God, it all started with Fit Chicks inspiration that put a sparkle on me, that helps me to place a sparkle into others um, and create their dreams miraculously uh, become reality. So continuing with what I'm doing, the fourth group is uh, group dance and meditation classes of services. So this is the class where we offer re-energizing body, mind, spirit, reconnecting practice. The dances I teach is ballet dance, Latin dance, balleton, disco dance, plus I always complement it with meditation. Personal training is also done from my side. All of this, uh, I was so, I'm so grateful that I, I sign up with Fit Chicks simply because all of this is inspired by them. I started with one thing I wanted to do, which was nutrition coaching and personal training, uh, group fitness classes, and now it has evolved so largely into a number of branches. And it's since August 2020, like less than what, six, five months. I'm incredibly grateful for what I'm doing and for Fit Chicks being so inspiring. Laura, Amanda, um, Jessica has been so, such a great bright stars that made the experience of studying with Fit Chicks so easy and everything that I learned, I am implementing in my day-to-day -day practices. Be besides, I've been looking for something that would have nutrition course, personal training, group fitness training, and I couldn't have even dreamt that it would have a, a wellness and business part and it all was there I was so wowed when I, I was speaking to Amanda the very first time before we started the course and I started it I jumped into this train and until nowadays I'm very grateful I did that because that's the spirit that still brings me on and keeps me so motivated to keep on going help others uh, in a loving way with a baby steps approach one step at a time one day at a time with love and care loveyourbody.ca anna have a great day bye <laughs> now if you are ready to get certified today and build the fitness and nutrition business of your dreams we invite you to join our fit chicks academy upcoming certifications for our fitness and nutrition expert program as well as our holistic nutrition weight loss coaching certifications so we can help you build a successful business using our proven formula that has helped hundreds of our graduates do the same learn more at www.fitchicksacademy.com. And we look forward to welcoming you to the Academy. Thanks for listening to the Fit Chicks Chat Podcast. Want more healthy love? Visit www.fitchicks.com for amazing resources, free workouts, recipes, tips, and so much more to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out.